Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into Sox on Tap. I am Johnny Nani, joined today by Tony Marchese. We've got a quick show for you to run down what happened on Sunday night baseball at the White Sox and preview tonight's game against Detroit. First of all, Tony, I know you're a little hot last night, but how you doing today, man? Uh, cooled down a little bit, but uh, the loss still stings, my friend. The loss still stings, and that's why we're here to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, five, four extra innings affair last night. Uh, White Sox fell uh, to the tribe. Um, a little bit of a weird rain delay uh, in the middle of that uh, 10th inning uh, that set things off a little bit oddly. But um, nonetheless, the result remains the same. White Sox lose their back to 500, fourth place in the AL Central with an 8-8 eight and eight record. Um, and they'll be facing the second place team coming up here tonight uh, for a three-game series in Detroit. That is the Tigers. So uh, let's get into it. Last night's game here. Um, initial thoughts on this one. Uh, we had a pitcher's matchup, what you write books about, uh, Lucas Giolito over Shane Bieber. Um, it was a good one going in. And uh, I was actually surprised that the White Sox were able to get a couple of long balls off of him. Yeah, I was too, Johnny, and very interesting uh, lineup construction um, from Ricky Renteria and the White Sox yesterday. This is the first time you saw James McCann back with Lucas Giolito, um, getting his bat back in the lineup as well. Uh, you saw uh, Eloy Jimenez back in left field after DHing the night before. Um, Abreu was actually in the DH role, and you saw Yasmani Grandal uh, get the start over at first base. Um, another interesting thing we saw there, your guy, Lou Ray, leading it off uh, for the White Sox. And his bat has been fairly decent so far uh, in the early goings of this season, or, or I guess we're in the middle now. Um, but uh, interesting lineup construction, um, and you're going up against one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh, I was I was fairly impressed with what I saw um, from the White Sox, all things considered, when you're facing a guy like Shane Bieber. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, long flies from Jose Abreu and James McCann in there, um, obviously getting the bullpen later in the game, but uh, they were able to scratch across a run uh, in that extra innings 10th, mm-hmm. but, uh, a little, you know, uh, too little too late um, for the White Sox in this one. Yeah, um, when you're talking about that lineup, though, sucks to see, you know, as we talk about Larry Garcia, and he was my pick to click last night, uh, ends up going over five, two strikeouts on that one. But, um, you know, that first one of the game, it's like someone's got to be the guinea pig for Bieber, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he drew that one there. So uh, it's a tough one for Larry. But, um, yeah, uh, other than that, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I think it's nice to see a willingness to move Jose Abreu out of the three spot, though, uh, hitting in the cleanup role and uh, paid dividends because he did. Uh, he got the first run on the board for the White Sox with a, a long fly. Yeah, um, I was surprised to see. Abreu move down. Um, that's yeah, been like he's uh, going to be at three for the rest of eternity, right? <laughs> yes, I mean, and, and you know, I know the arguments uh, for moving him down in the order. Um, I, I don't really get too hung up on three, four, five, as long as those guys can put the ball out of the ballpark and drive in runs. Um, I'm I'm less hung up on that than I am maybe you know where a guy like uh, Luis Robert bats in the order or an Eloy Jimenez specifically. Um, so. I mean, that's here nor there. Uh, you knew going into this game, Johnny, that this was going to be most likely a pitcher's duel. Um, and I'm, I'm just happy to see that Lucas Giolito was able to hold up his end of the deal here. Seven innings, only giving up four hits, two runs, yeah. both of them earned. A uh, little concerned about the five walks. However, nine strikeouts, uh, beating Mr. Strikeout himself. Shane Bieber only had eight. Um, it was an excellent performance from Lucas Giolito. It was nice to see him throwing to James McCann again. Um, I mean, and I've talked about this too. I, I don't really put 
all that much stock into this, and I think it's important that Lucas Giolito can throw to Yasmati Grandal. Um, but it, it was nice to see the Sox kind of go back to, um, as we'd go in hockey, go back to that line and, and know that that's going to work, and it still works, and it it paid off. Um, I could not care less. I could not care less about who he's thrown to. Just get it yeah. done. So yeah, that's, get that's it done. My- that's my take on it. He, uh, when you're talking about lines, though, he did. He uh, looking, you know, for as much hype hype as Shane Bieber gets, and he has 0.83 ERA coming into this one. Because Giolito outpitched him when you're looking yep. in terms of runs allowed. Um, I, I know Bieber uh, had fewer walks, but um, Giolito able to make up with that and only get scathed two earned runs, whereas Bieber gave up three. Yep. Um, if we're gonna stick with the pitching here too, Johnny uh, Marshall, uh, not very crisp, um, and he takes the blown save in this one. Um, uh, just gets touched up a little bit, but Alex Calamay in a non-save situation, um, things got a little shaky, not from his own doing. Uh, you saw a catcher's interference in there. Um, you know, he gets the runners on first and second, but he's able to shut it down and get through that inning and keep his zero ERA on the season. That was an, I, I think a fairly impressive outing and, and ability to get out of, uh, a non-self-created jam from Alex Kalman. Yeah. In the past, we have not seen that from him. Yeah, the, the first one, obviously, uh, hit by pitch. That's on him. But the second one should have been out uh, number uh, three for the end of that inning. But um, the catcher's interference, like you had mentioned, uh, kind of out of his control there. Uh, James McCann kind of stabbing at it to go get that and runner's award first base. But, yeah, nice to see him work out of that. And uh, Marshall, you know, um, yeah, it sucks in this game and it, and it, uh, the blown save, you know, ultimately leads to extra innings and then that leads to a White Sox loss. But, uh, for how solid Evan Marshall, uh, has been, uh, I'm not counting him out. I'm not, uh, super upset with him. Um, you know, the mm-hmm. Indians were able to scratch across against him and, uh, yeah, it sucks when you're locked down. So to say, guys can't get it done but i think that also kind of emphasizes the importance because you most likely see aaron bummer at least at some point in this game even if it wasn't in marshall's spot there um I, so i would have liked I, to have seen cody hoyer in that role for some yeah that, that was that was another option that that you definitely could have gone with there um uh, but you know that's that's hindsight 2020 um overall though marshall has been solid that is era now after a long one yesterday only up to one one three so um I mean, still not terrible, but yeah, in the situation, that's if you're looking for a culprit here, uh, that he's part of it. So um, other than that, it was in the uh, 10th inning, uh, getting down to the wire of this game and uh, the tribe able to execute a squeeze play. And, you know, it was a tough one. I got to give credit where it's due. That was an excellent bunt in that 10th inning. And Yasmani Grandal charging in the field that you got, um, who was that? Jose Ramirez coming home. So the decent speed there. And if I was Yasmani Grandal, I probably would have done the same thing with the flip to home plate. I don't know about you. I would have done the exact same thing, too. I, your plays at the plate, you're in extra innings. Uh, there's the uh, the go-ahead run coming in. Uh, nobody at first base uh, at that point when he grabs that ball to even try and make a throw. Your only other option right there is to just eat it. So, I mean, yeah, you can risk throwing it away. Uh, but the plays at the plate, you're charging in all your momentum yeah. is, is towards home plate at that point in time. Um, I didn't get a chance to look and see how they were set up before the play, but I did notice that Grandal was holding a runner on first base, um, on the pitch or two before that. And so I'm assuming that he was holding a runner on first and maybe that's the difference here. Um, you know, 
could Cordero have gotten to the ball? I, I don't know. I mean, it was just it was a beautifully executed play by the Cleveland Indians to get that run across. And, you know, this is the first time we've seen uh, the runners starting on second base. I, I don't feel like you're in that situation without the runner, you know, starting the inning on second base. So, um, I mean, granted, both teams get the get the runner on second base to start their half inning and, and extra. So uh, the Sox were unable to put two runs across. Cleveland was, but I just think that's a good baseball play uh, yeah, from the Indians it, right there. And you got beat on a good baseball play. The, the, the only thing that I would have, you know, it, it, the first one he squared around on the shields up now. And that was also, yep. I believe he pinched it for Fran Mill Reyes there. So you kind of knew that was coming. Um, I don't think that was a surprise, but after you see him square around and I think the first pitch was ball one after that, I think you got to go with some, not as good of a pitch to bunt. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would try to go outside with more of like a wiping slider or something like that. If I was Jimmy Cordero um, in that instance, but um, like I said, I'm not the one on the mound, uh, just thoughts afterward and, you know, hindsight's always 2020. So um, yep. the, uh, those are just my thoughts on it. Unfortunate the White Sox weren't able to, uh, you know, get up to the five run mark uh, only up to four in that, you know, weird 10th inning when Lurie Garcia um, was up to bat and then the rain comes in, you know, they, they were playing through it for a while um, and it actually helped the White Sox score a run before that. But then, um, you know, the, the game was delayed for probably about 35, 40 minutes. Uh, and then they come back and at my gripe with my guy here, I'll call him out when he, when he screws up, Lurie swinging at the first pitch back, man, that one hurt. Um, even I know it's, you know, I only played up to high school level baseball, but what's the catch up rule take till you get a strike. Come mm-hmm. on. That has to be implemented there, especially, um, with, you know, a new pitcher coming into the game. You don't know what the command's like. And even if it is a strike, whatever, um, the, and you just reassess there and go forward and try and uh, do your best with the rest of the count. Even if you are down one, um, I don't think that was a particularly great pitch to hit. I mean, seeing as he popped it up. So, um, I would have just let it fly, uh, you know, let it go by, uh, and then, you know, play with the rest of it. But, oh, well, that, that is what it is. Uh, like I said, that brings the white Sox to eight and eight, uh, fourth place in the central. So, um, you want to move on to who they will be facing tonight? Sure thing, man. I don't really have much else to discuss on this one. Um, probably would have been a lot more heated, I think, had we been doing this after last night, this is the morning after. Um, it, it, I'm just disappointed with the series, but uh, it's time to yeah, move I'm kind on. Of, I'm kind of still more disappointed with Saturday, honestly, than yeah. uh, Sunday. But uh, that, that's that's in the past. Let's move on. Tonight's game will be against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, it will be a 6-10 p.m. Central time start, 7-10 out east. Um it will be Dallas Keuchel for the White Sox versus Michael Fulmer for the Tigers. Uh, Dallas Keuchel is 2-1 and one with a 2.55 ERA, has 11 strikeouts on the year. Um, had a really good outing last time, pitched seven innings of one-run ball on Wednesday against the Milwaukee Brewers, but just had no run support, so he ended up taking the loss in that one. Michael Fulmer has not started since July 27th due to uh, against Kansas City due to a bunch of postponements uh, in between there, but... Um, According to MLB.com, he'll be limited innings-wise, and Daniel Norris is expected to follow him as a piggyback reliever. So uh, Fulmer's numbers in this, you know, very brief, uh, only two and two-thirds innings, I believe, but 13-5-0 ERA, only two strikeouts. So um, th- this is a game that the White Sox absolutely need to have to write the, uh, write the ship here, Tone. They do. Um, you're, you're playing a Detroit Tigers team that's kind of playing above their level right now. Um, and they have had some postponements uh, due to COVID. And, you know, you're, you're getting a starter out on the mound, 
hasn't thrown a game in two weeks. He's going to be he's going to be well rested, but he's also not expected to be very crisp is, is what I'm going to say there. Um, and you've got two guys in the White Sox lineup that have hit Michael Fulmer pretty hard. One of them, Jose Abreu, 353 lifetime and 17 at bats. He's taken him yard once, driven in four runs against him. And Nomar Mazzara hitting an impressive 556 against Michael Fulmer uh, has also taken him deep uh, in his career as well. Uh, get to Michael Fulmer early today. Let's let's get some runs on the board in the first two innings. You don't know how long he's going to go. Um, and then especially with uh, the already somewhat scheduled Daniel Norris to take the mound right after Fulmer, um, you got to start this one out with a big lead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, playing ahead will be key uh, for this one, and you know, just just make it easy on Dallas Keuchel. Um, yes. Don't, especially after not giving him any run support last time. Spoil them with it today. I think that's the key for yes. me. Um, get those bats going. Like you said, Detroit is playing well above uh, what their talent level and their roster. Um, you know, dictates where it should be. Um, but, you know, this, this is the weird year that is 2020. Um, we've seen some wild things like the Royals sweeping the Twins uh, over the weekend. So, um, you know, it's just time to hunker down because we know they're the better team. And I think the White Sox know they're the better team. There's got to be that mindset that yeah. I'm going to beat the shit out of you mindset uh, that, that needs to be in place. So um, that being said, you got to pick the click for tonight's game. Uh, pick to click, uh, just, just looking at the numbers here, I'm going to try and take Nomar Mazzara. Um, and if he can feast off of, uh, Fulmer today, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that pick. Um, I am going to go with, uh, Luis Robert. I know first time seeing him all that, but, um, guys still hitting uh three Oh two. I was hitless last night. Um, I think the, talent uh just offers him what is he hit the graphic last night was he hit safely in 13 of 15 games so far and then obviously last night so 13 to 16 uh let's make that up to 14 and 19 here tonight there you uh, go. that's what i picked to click uh you got a shout out before we close this thing down i'm trying to dig deep for the shout outs here um you know it's it's been a rough weekend for, for white Sox fans um and i haven't been on the twitter machine too much so um, I'm going to, I'm going to think about that one for a while. You got one. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with our guy, uh, Patrick Comiskey. Um, not, not extremely, well, I guess he got the, the article out. So I appreciate him doing that, taking the news yesterday, uh, on the Luis Basabi trade. But, uh, he also, you know, I just, in my mentions here, calling me out for uh Stanley cup predictions, previews that we all wrote since I called him out, uh, back a couple or whatever, uh, three, four days ago. <laughs> on it same day so uh just, just kind of fun banter there but yeah uh patrick comiskey there's mine I've, I've got one now i'll go with uh jordan lazowski i think i've shouted him out once before but uh he caught my re-signed mccann tweet uh after yeah. McCann went yard yesterday so yeah um yeah I'm, I'm firmly in uh camp mccann is the best backup catcher in in baseball um, oh, and yeah. I, I, yeah. I really I really do believe that uh, the White Sox, if, if I, it shouldn't even be a question of can they afford them? They absolutely can afford them. Um, and it's really cool and tough, Johnny, when your team has a strength. Um, and I know we've we've had some questions about um, some defensive plays that Yasmani Grandal has made, and we really haven't seen the pop that we've expected to. Uh, but you know, having a guy like James McCann who's an all-star catcher in the backup role, um, just really cool and tough. And I fully expect, hopefully, that it's not a that so White Sox full season from, from Yasmani and he picks it up and he goes on to tear at some point. And this lineup just, 
you know, continues to roll because you have two uh, very uh, talented offensive catchers that are in there in that lineup every day. Not a lot of teams have that. It's it's really cool to see the White Sox have that catching tandem. Yeah, yeah, and Yasmani Grandal um, did rope a double uh, last night too, I believe. So um, that that was nice to see. Hopefully, that can kind of kickstart. I, mean, I feel like we've been saying that about every time he gets a hit here, but um, you, you got to imagine that the the power will come too because I don't believe we've seen a Grandal bomb yet. Um, so still waiting on that one. Um, hopefully, I had mentioned this on the Sox and Thirty Fifth Live Watch. I got a jersey coming in, Yaz jersey. So uh, hopefully, as soon as that comes in, uh, the power rolls in as well. So um, that, that'll do it for this edition of. On tap. Make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxOnTap and at ontapsportsnet. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to us. We appreciate it. So, Tony, that being said, let's go out, get us up tonight, close the show down, and we know how. White, White Sox, Sox forever. forever.